I have these friends, Dan and Sheila. I actually they're podcast hosts. Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila in this case. Exactly, because we're here not to talk about Millennium, but to celebrate Millennium star one Lance Henriksen. Just a fantastic character actor in every respect. Just and the if you watch, yeah. best of the best. And if you watch these two movies, <laughs> you'll understand why. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he doesn't even need a good movie to, uh, to really no. show off. Oh no, he makes, he makes a movie good. He does. He really, really does. I, I mean, I, I was really surprised. We're doing Jennifer 8 and Pumpkinhead. Yeah. And I was really shocked at Pumpkinhead, but we'll get to that. I guess we'll do Jennifer 8. First. It just makes sense to start with Jennifer 8, I think. Yeah, Because it's, it's just, you know. I mean, it definitely is a movie. You can't pretend it's not a movie, but, uh, no. it's, it's very like, generic thriller you know yeah generic thriller and the strange thing for me is that i remembered it relatively yeah fun i would have suggested people go and watch check it out because yeah. i'd seen it years ago back when it first came out i assume yeah. and then i went this time no nah, not so much it's not great no, this time I'm going, once Lance Hendrickson is dead. Yeah, what's what's there left to do in the movie? Yeah, what's yeah. there left to watch? Because I've never particularly liked Andy Garcia. Gotcha. You know, I mean, he's he's just not that good. He's a one one note. Yeah, there's not a lot going on with this character. And he's the main character. But it's like, we've got this backstory. And I think the big problem is, like... Um, there, there isn't a lot of depth and there isn't a lot of variety to what he's playing and the film kind of needs there to be because, uh, and I think, make, tell me what you think about this. I think okay. the biggest problem of the movie is there's this weird thing where they want you to think that John Berlin, the main character, is the killer and they keep oh, dropping yeah. hints in that direction, and it's like, it, you never think it for a second. No, he's Andy Garcia, and he's yeah. the star of the movie, and he's going to last to the end, and yeah. I don't I, believe it, and I don't believe... I, I'm t- you they, know, the more I thought about it, and the more I thought, you know, we're going to have to talk about this movie, and there isn't much to talk about. It drags in places. It really does. Well, and, I mean, it's so unbalanced. Yeah. Like the structure of it is is so unbalanced, and it made me wonder. It's like, did they cut an hour out of this movie? <laughs> like, was this a movie where they shot way too much, and then they had to try and cobble together a movie out of it? Yeah, but I mean, the red herring of, I mean, it and it was so bad. Yeah. You know when when we have our our Lance Hendrickson character going, no, not you, John. How the hell? When we find out what's going on. I know. I don't, I don't yeah. believe. I mean, yeah, that guy was also named John. <laughs> but it's such a contrived way for them to, for him to fall under suspicion. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is very, very contrived. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's the wrong John. But they never say that. No. No. 
there in this movie. No, once, once in the movie, not never before. Once after, do we find out that that guy's name was also John? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're sitting there, and then somebody should have said, "Well, okay, that's why he said." Oh no, not you, John. Yeah, it seems like yeah they don't don't trust the audience on that one. Like, the, fill us in, remind us that the the villain Taylor was also named John. Yeah, because we think of him as Taylor, because that's the yeah. way he was talked about all the time. Exactly. And, just, and, you know, you don't believe for a sec. And it had such promise in the opening. It's got I, a great opening. Yeah, it's got a great opening. But I think Uma Thurman was not great. No. Uh, con- <laughs> I, I would say she convincingly plays blind. She does a great job of not oh, yeah, looking at yeah. anything all the time. But... As her character, I can't tell you anything about this woman. No, I mean, it's, it's, you can't figure out why the guy who's running the place thinks that she's like a 14 year old. Yeah. You find that somebody's taking pictures of her. Maybe it's him and not the creepy janitor, you know? I know. But no, it's just the creepy janitor. And it's just the creepy janitor. Like, yeah, why is he infantilizing this woman who does not seem to have that? I will say, I thought the sequence, um, I did think the, the party sequence was very effective at like s- showing how alienating it is for her. Yeah. And I thought they did a good job of that sequence, right? And I think she plays that very well, but I don't think she has a ton of character to play here. No, she doesn't. I mean, Kathy Baker and Lance yeah. Henderson basically take them to steal the movie. Oh yeah. The two of them are so entertaining. Yeah. Like, both of them. What? Kathy Baker's great in this. Oh, I, I totally knew. forgot it was her. Yeah, Pick uh, <laughs> Yeah, from Pick Fences, Kathy Baker. Yeah. yeah, I loved her in this. I thought yeah, she no, was great. Was, yeah, the two of them were like, were great. I, it, it, the opening sequence is wonderful. The storyline isn't bad, but, you know, it's like... I it, Okay, were there eight victims? Yes. There was the one in the garbage bin. Well, there were seven. She's the theoretically eighth. There were seven. Um, there were six down in San Diego. And there was the one in the garbage dump. Yeah. And the weird part is, right, uh, he finds, there's this, it's very strange, again, how this movie is structured. Uh, John finds, you know, going through the records, he finds, six missing blind women in San Diego. And, like, there's one scene where he talks about that, and it gets mentioned one other time, and, like, no one kind of ever acknowledges that that happened for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's, it's like you're going, wait a sec. Okay, now, I'm assuming this probably his obsession with trying these blind women. Why did nobody in San Diego think they were connected? Yeah, one six thing? missing blind women in a couple of years. Like, it yeah. seems worth pointing out. You know, and I, I do, you know, like, I, I guess I just couldn't buy why he was in where? Portland? Uh, they are now yeah. in Eureka, California. So oh, the, ve- the very north end of California. Yeah, the north, Eureka, California. Yeah. Yes. Okay, where there's a big blind school. Yeah, there's a big school for the blind up there, and they have, I'm going to say it, apparently gorgeous winters. 
Oh my god. When when they actually managed to get like that giant amount of... It's weird because apparently two hours north is all you have to do to get like this incredible blizzard out there. Because <laughs> there is no snow in Eureka of any kind. But up at that, uh, there's a blizzard going on up at the blindness school for the blind. Yeah, well, I think it's what, whatever that place was, a school or whatever, is highly elevated in the mountains. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. I'm sure that's it. Because this is the Rockies, oh, after yeah. all. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. But, it, I mean, it was, it, as I said, it, the first time, oh, it wasn't too bad. I had problems with it, but, you know. This time uh, you're like, pacing-wise. Pacing was just god higher. Yeah, oh, it, it really it is. You just, oh. No, it's know, a big, it's a big. Hours. It is a big problem. It drags. It's grueling. It is. Not, you know, and you just don't believe it for a second. And I suppose it was supposed to be horrible when Lance Hendrickson dies. You know, when the sheriff dies, his his best friend. And, yeah. You well, know, no, well. And, and you've got son. this. And, like, there's this weird part in the movie where you don't really feel like the, uh, like, the the reporter comes in and we think, oh, we're going to see more of that reporter. No, we never see the reporter again. Like No, and, and I'm going, and why did you have to kill off Lance Hendrickson? Well, no, I mean, to 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 set up the introduction of uh, <laughs> of our beloved John Malkovich, who, to his credit, does a really good job. Oh, no, John Malkovich, that was the only good part. <laughs> well, and like, honestly, I, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but it almost feels like... That's the, the idea of this interrogation is what the writer director started with. And he maybe like worked backwards for the whole rest of the movie. Cause he wanted this, this really intense series of, um, interviews between John Malkovich and, uh, Andy Garcia. Well, then Andy Garcia's by, then you have to write Andy Garcia's behavior as a hell of a lot more suspicious. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah, and it's like his idea, right? Um, like the idea that he's accidentally killed, uh, Lance Henriksen and then tried to cover it up by executing, like he's accidentally shot. Uh, it's such a preposterous idea. And then yeah. as you say, the only thing underpinning it is the idea that he yelled John suddenly to a character he's never referred to, like who we've yeah. never referred to. For the entire movie as John. Like, you're not just going to call him Taylor like you do in all of your other interactions. Yeah, you know. And Suddenly you're calling this man John just to create a contrived situation. Yeah, no, yeah. but that And that was the whole thing, right? Yeah. It was, it, it, you know, and how, how Malkovich came up with all of, like, uh, at the beginning and you're going... And Andy Garcia is just yelling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was his, de- his de- default for the whole movie. Was to yell and Kathy Baker doesn't believe it for a minute. No, nobody believes it. Like, n- nobody believes it for a minute. That, that's insane that he would do that. Yeah. You know, if he was going to kill Lance Hendrickson, he would do it in a much more subtle way. If he was the killer. But they don't even think he's the killer, because at this point in the story, no one believes there is a serial killer. That's the craziest part. At this part of the story, still, nobody actually believes there's a serial killer running around. 
he has not convinced anyone except for Lance Henriksen that there's a serial killer around. Even Uma Thurman isn't 100% sure there's a serial killer coming around until Taylor uh, comes and menaces her after day one of the interrogation. And then they don't believe her. And then they don't believe her that she was menaced. No, because they're setting it up as if he is. You say they don't believe it. No, they they don't believe that he's not. Malkovich is bound and determined, right, that that he did this. Oh, no, no, 100%, like, that he killed Lance Henriksen. But Malkovich's whole thing is that they got drunk and they went out to this uh, thing to follow up on this insane theory he has, and he accidentally shot his best friend, and then he tried to cover it up. And it's like, nothing in his character would suggest he would do that. No. And, and she, you know, so you're sitting there going, say yeah. what? You know? Say Exactly. And, 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 I, and I mean, I already knew, well, because I'd seen it before, that he was, they were setting him up, but the funny thing is, going into it, I'm going, okay, who who did they set up? And I I thought maybe they set up Lance Hendrickson. Maybe it was now when I started watching it as yeah. now as Garcia. But it it I mean the, the opening sequence is so good. Lance mm. Hendrickson is so good. Oh, Captain he gets Hendrickson. such a good introduction. Uh, Lance Hendrickson gets such a good introduction at the garbage pile as he's running this investigation of the garbage pile. Kathy Baker's so wonderful in this. Well, the weird part is, I'm going to suggest a fix here, which is that why on earth does he, do they not use the fact, because there's this hint, right? They they keep suggesting that John could be the killer because, you know, uh, oh, Uma Thurman looks like his wife and he has all these problems with his wife and he used to be a drunk and he was a real mess and he was down in San Diego all that time where the six murders were. So it's like, even if we don't believe he's the killer, why don't they, why don't you have it be that there was this, like, that they know about the serial killer and Malkovich thinks he's the serial killer and he killed uh Lance Henriksen to, like, prevent himself from getting caught. Well, yeah, that Lance... Well, Malcolm like, Lance Henriksen was on to him, that he worried no, that Lance no. Henriksen was on to him, and Not. he killed Lance Henriksen to keep Lance Henriksen to figure out, uh, from figuring out he was the killer. Yeah, no... That make, that would have made so much more sense. I as thought a Malkovich... I thought Mal- Malkovich did suggest something like no, that. No, because, again, nobody thinks there's a serial killer. Yeah, except I know, but for I- Lance Henriksen. No, well, like, what, Malkovich what's bizarre, is, yeah. Okay, what's bizarre is that this was done when in the 90s? Uh, 92, 93, somewhere around there. You know, come on. You know, we, we know there are serial killers. Serial killers are everywhere in the media. How can you not think there's a serial killer? You'd have to be insane. Yeah. You know, it's, it is it is bizarre, particularly six blind women. I know. Come. You're right. It's like such an I don't understand how no one has noticed the connection. How many young blind women are getting murdered or like mysteriously disappearing down in down in San Diego and no one has noticed? Okay, wow. here's your face. Is at the beginning when 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 what's his face comes up. Right when Andy Garcia comes up, yeah. When one whatever his last name is, John comes Berlin. Up, 
you know, he starts to, he lays it all out for Lance Hendrickson. Yeah. That you know, and he puts it all out, all of these women, and they're all the same ages, and they're, yeah. and, you know, and then they should be checking out what, what those women had in common, and besides being blind. Yeah. And maybe find out that these women all went to the same school. Back, back in San Diego. Yeah. Like that would have, all of this would have made sense, but it's like, I find it so strange that the title of the movie is Jennifer 8. There were six other victims who we never find anything about. Yeah. And it's like, who, as far as this film is concerned, only exist for like two scenes in the entire movie. I know. And why wasn't she Jennifer 7? Well, no, because the seventh one was the one in the well, garbage. Well, I know. I know, but Jennifer Eight is supposed. I suppose she's no, the I, eight. No, yeah, she's she's supposed to be the eight. Yes, victim. that's that's. The but type. you don't even. It was it was a very it was very disappointing second watch. Yeah, because it doesn't because there are moment to moment interesting scenes like there are uh, again there's the the wonderfully weird scene where he goes to see the chief of police and the chief of police you know has his art studio there. Yeah. You know? And he's got his, his painting he's just finished. You're like, I mean, I guess, yeah, you live in Eureka. There's, you know, nothing but natural beauty everywhere. I guess you would just get into painting because why would you not, right? <laughs> but it's just, you know, the, it's, it's an, a weird incongruous scene. And there's little I, beats like that. And it, it, it's, it's, oh, I don't know. Yes, it needs a major rethink and a rewrite. Yeah. And you're right. Maybe he started with the Malkovich thing, mm -hmm. like whatever, you know, with the FBI. And he, he gets this idea of, okay, so the cop is going to be a suspect, but you've got to make him a more realistic suspect. Yeah. Then. The idea, like, who would believe? that John would shoot his best friend. I mean, as he says, it could happen accidentally, but he's going to execute somebody? No. no. You don't go it. to jail for accidentally shooting somebody in the dark. Like, the cops cops don't go to jail for accidentally shooting other cops in the dark. That would be insane. In a blinding snowstorm. In a blizzard? No. Yeah. Yeah. That just no, doesn't I, happen. That was just so... So, so, it's contrived. So, I mean, it's, so, it's just the whole so idea. Contrived. But if, like, if the, if we actually got into, right, the existence of this serial killer and the six other victims, right, then maybe John could be a, you know, maybe John could 100% be a reasonable suspect. Well, I, I thought, yeah, I mean, if he's, all these women sort of look like his wife. And of course, Uma Thurman can't even tell them what uh, Jennifer God. Seven, yeah. Jennifer Seven looked like, right? Yeah. Of course not. Cause you know, she can't see it. Then again, there are ref, it's weird that it never comes up with this missing girl looks like, because it's not like there's not pictures of her. She's a, you know, a known person at this school. It's not mysterious. She's yes. not and like a mystery figure. And the funny thing is, is was it that school where they all... Like, no, the other ones were from the school in San Diego where the cop grew up. That's what I with thought. With his blind mother, and he grew up at the school for the blind where she that she ran. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And now you know, she and her daughter 
are like, you know, uh, running art programs for the blind. And yeah, we, we see them in the, the van and then that never comes up again. <laughs> you know, and I couldn't figure out, okay, why are they going to the arts? Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, it yeah. was just... It's, it's a very convoluted movie, and I really do feel like maybe a lot was cut out of it. Yeah, that, you know, when they did a rewrite somewhere along the line, because or, yeah. there there are so many places in this movie, because yeah. the page is so bad, you could have cut. Oh, yeah. The whole sequence with, I mean, the... the the problem is, is that you have very few, um, interactions that you believe between Uma Thurman and Andy Garcia. Yeah. Like most of it is just, you know, the only, and this is the one movie where usually I say, when you have this great punchy ending, mm-hmm. it often saves the movie. It doesn't save this one. No. It's a Can't good ending. It's, it's a it's nice. A, Powerful ending. It's a great ending. I'm not going to say it's not a great ending. It's a great ending. Yeah, okay. it really is. But, but it, I will say, do you know what it's hurt by? This weird trend um, on the one the other podcast I do. Uh, every, you know, November we watch some 90s movies. And we were watching a bunch of thrillers. And they have this, there was this strange trend in the 90s for thrillers to not have denouements. Right? Like, literally, we watched four movies, and in every one of them, like, the killer would get killed. Right? Like, whoever the villain was would get killed. We watched The Good Son and Fear and, um, oh god, what was the other one? Uh, oh, uh, Hideaway, based on a Dean Koontz novel. And in every movie, like, the killer would die, and then you'd have two lines of dialogue, and then the movie would be over. And it would be literally like, killer's dead, 30 seconds, roll credits. No denouement whatsoever. And this movie does the exact same thing. Kathy Baker guns down Taylor. We cut to a field. She has a line of dialogue about remembering the color red, and boom, smash to cut to credits. Done. Like, like you don't, they don't give these endings room to breathe. And I think it really hurts the end of this movie, because like you say, other than that, it's a really powerful ending, and they don't milk it at all. No, it should have been milked. You should have seen them with Kathy and the children. Yeah. Uh, you know, together at the home and a new life being started and John yeah. taking over the job. Lance yeah, Henriksen's Hendrickson's job. job at the, exactly, yeah. at the Eureka that's Police. What, that's what he came up to Eureka to do so that John could retire. Yeah, like that was the whole point. Yeah, you know, so I, you know, you just. You can have them and pack away, you know, a final scene of uh, him packing away. And by the way, here's another thing that like gets set up and then never really goes anywhere, right? He's supposed to be obsessed with this mannequin representing the dead body they found that was missing the hands and the head and hands. Right? Like, and the mannequin shows up and they talk about the mannequin and then that just kind of disappears. Like, all of these threads that they start, they pick up, and then they just do nothing with. Which is why you feel that this was a three-hour movie that had to be... That is my suspicion, yes. I think this was one of those movies where the director's cut came in at, like, three hours and ten minutes, and then just took a hatchet to it. Yeah. You know? And they didn't do it well. No, God, no. No, 100%. They did not do a good job of it. Because... 
you know, the, the, um, and, and it, I, I'm sorry, but I just think that in many ways, I'm not saying that Uma Thurman, because I like Uma Thurman oh, yeah. and most of the things she does, but I'm not sure that she was the right call for this. Yeah. For this, this particular movie. Mm-hmm. I can't suggest anyone else from that time Off the period. top of your head, but no, she Off, might not have head. been the right choice. Yeah, because she is too, I don't, she's too bland. Yeah, she is. And again, like, if she's not going to be, um, like, if she's got something to play, it's one thing. But it's like there is... Has nothing. Well, and yeah, and like that blandness, I was just going to say, uh, because this movie reteams her with John Malkovich, it kind of works when she's a complete naive in um, Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. Right? It works for her there. But here, there's just like nothing to dig into the character at all. And so you, you're left just thinking, okay, well, who am I supposed, like, I'm not, am I supposed to dig into this character? Why am I supposed to care about what she's going through? It's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. It's, and you don't understand why, like you're told she looks like this man's wife. Well, yeah. that's not enough. No. no um, it really isn't. You know, and they make these, you know, nasty policeman remarks. And of course. You know, and I'm going, Shades of Grandchester, jeez. I know. And it was the 90s, you know, and yeah. Grandchester at least has the excuse of being set of being in the, the 1950s. 1950s, yeah. Yeah, 54, no less. Oh, season. God, yeah, in the first season. Yeah. No, I think somewhere somebody says it's 1954. Oh, when Amanda leaves her, her husband and, and okay. the, and the and the she goes to live with her aunt, and then the father threatens the aunt, so she has to leave the aunt. But the aunt is fighting with the with her brother yeah. about it being 1954, I suppose. Okay. That's how I do it. That's with how my- you remember. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, you've got the crude, co- the crude, unpleasant cops, right? You've got, and like I said, the uh, you've got these extra cops. You've got the reporter. You've got all these characters. You think. Oh, well, they're going to be of some consequence, and then it just never comes to anything. Why didn't the reporter get involved in the serial killing story? Yeah, like, he's got this reporter who's obsessed with finding out uh about this missing, you know, this dead body. And he's like, does it seem like the bo- the hands were frozen? Because it could be connected to this murder uh, yeah. that, that was, you know, this dead body we found a couple, you know, a year ago or 18 months yeah. ago, whenever it was. So- and it's but, like, and then he finds out about the six other bodies, and he doesn't tell the reporter? Really? Yeah. Well, the reporter doesn't go looking? Doesn't come a- back into the story for this part? Yeah, it's very it, strange. The, the whole thing was, I'm not sure, they were going for 1990s moodiness, I guess. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, that, that must have been what it was, mm-hmm. but it really... Okay, what I would say is that, you know, it's sort of like Remington Steel. It doesn't, um, some, some movies you can watch and they still resonate. Yeah. And others just don't work. Like, nope. No. no, just don't work 
they might have worked at the time. It's like, uh, what is the one thief from the 70s, the late 70s, the Michael that early That would Michael. be the movie Thief. Yeah, Thief. That's what I was going to talk about. I think that would be very hard to work today. Yeah. The way it is. That early payback, they had to change it radically. Point blank. <clears throat> point the, blank. Uh, yeah, the first version of the movie that uh, became payback. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, point blank. I love it, but... It's the 70s. Payback. It's got that 70s pacing. Yeah, and I don't mind, and I do understand why when they did it with Mel Gibson, it had to be changed. So much punchier. Yeah. It had to be so much punchier because when did they do that in the nineties? Late nineties, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Late nineties, early two thousands. Something like that. Yeah. But this one, this one is not, is not um, standing up. No, it does not hold up. Like turns out you can't go back to Jennifer. Who knew? No, yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't mind it when you brought it up because because you had fond memories of it. Exactly. It was, yeah, it was an okay movie when I watched it. You know, no, uh, anyway, so. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, turns out, uh, not, not worth coming back to. By comparison, a movie that is very much worth going back to. <laughs> it's Pumpkinhead. Oh my god, this thing is great. Oh, it's so good. This needs five stars on Amazon. I oh, absolutely. Go on Amazon and give it five or ten stars. I, wh- on, whatever their ranking is. I, well, I think it's one to ten. Yeah. Right? So intense. It was the opening sequence. Oh Oh, my god, with that guy begging to be let in and oh. You can't understand why, why the father, like there's the little boy, there's the father, there's Mm -hmm. the mother and you know, you can't, they can't, they won't let this man in and he says, but I didn't kill her, but I didn't kill her. Yep. Oh, and why don't you let him in, you know, the fa- the son, Yeah, right? of course, because he doesn't you know? know. And he has no idea, and the mother is just going, no, um, you have to let your father, because he was so uptight, the father, he went outside, Yeah, put the horses in the barn, mm-hmm. and then went in the house, locked up the house, and they, he and his wife just sat there. But yeah. it was just, and then when you see what's going, I, and I you know. chasing, and it just, the music in this thing was stunning. The lighting was stunning. Yep. You know, now, um. And that, of course, is Ed Harley as a child. And yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is important to note that that's Lance Henriksen's character as a child, you know, 40 years earlier. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so that's it. So then they go to the present. Right? Yeah, then you cut he to the present. Look, you see him, this, this, he's eight years old or so, ten, eight, probably eight or nine years old. He's looking out the window and he actually sees yeah. something dragging this guy that was banging at the door. Yeah, he sees him and dragging then, away. And then we cut to the present and Ed is just a guy who runs a country store and is a single father looking after his kid. And the kid is wonderful. Oh my god, the kid's great. Oh my, I don't know where they found this kid. I know. But he was just astonishing. Yeah. He didn't take over everything. No. He doesn't anything. pull focus. He doesn't like, he's exactly no. as cute as he needs to be. He's never yeah. annoying for a minute, like just completely sympathetic. You only want good things to happen to this child. Oh, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't. I know. It took me 
over two hours to watch this movie because I had to stop every now and then. I just, I couldn't cope because I, get I it. And I'm going, no, that whole opening after that opening sequence and you get the father and the son and the son mm-hmm. is made this little thing. And oh, off, it makes him that little uh, person, that doll of a person. Yes, oh. to put his neck and he's never, daddy's gonna, ever gonna take it off. We find out later. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little setup and payoff. Yes, but his, what happens is just that his, um, his, his wife had died, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's a single father, he's happy enough, the kid's happy, you mm-hmm. know, you have somebody coming, and then you, and then of course we get the standard, um, yeah. The, the standard horror movie. Ah, uh, yep. Three couples, right? And yep, I'm going. Three couples coming out to the woods, and you're like, oh no. And I am so glad. I mean, here's here's the point, right? I I, I at one point I'm going. I'm so glad this isn't about sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Not at all. Oh my god! Now here's the thing. Like like you're getting a buildup. Like, when you watch these couple, you know this one guy is an asshole. Oh, yeah. Who's just a the absolute worst. Total asshole. I mean, yeah. I, have, I have some small complaints at the end. Right. But the complete asshole. I can oh, yeah. look at six people. I know. They've cast them perfectly for their archetypes. Yes. I know who's going to survive. Oh, yeah. And the asshole... And the asshole, and I'm going, and then, you know, the father has to take some stuff, fertilizer out to one of his customers, mm-hmm. and leaves, he leaves, leaves his son in charge of the store. And with the dog, and the dog runs out, and the kid runs out, and I'm going, no. No. No, I had to turn it off. I, I get it, yeah. Because these idiots have decided to go dirt biking just on the side of the road. Couldn't wait until they get out to their cabin. Ugh. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. You can't watch it. I know. I get it. I get it. It was horrible. It's too horrible. You know, it was just, but you already knew that. Oh, yeah, of course. Real asshole, because he made fun of the kids. I'm going, well, he's first one dead, but he wasn't. He wasn't, no. He's he's the third person to get killed. He's the third dead. But, um. No, he's the villain. Uh, he is the, the movie's oh. only actual villain. I mean, yeah. you can make an argument that the witch is a villain as well. I'm not, yeah. But it, it's not, it's not 100% no. clear. Like, no. She I, has a I, role to play. This impossibly old all. woman who has been abandoned, who's been cursed by God. Yeah. She has a role to play. But and she that, has it, her it, own role it, to play. That's the thing. Yeah. And it is. You know, she's a says, conduit for these powers. You know, and 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 the the guy is so, but the the head villain is so. Oh, such a bad. monster! He really is a monster. There is no question. Yeah. Um, that he is. You know, he doesn't. He unplugs the phone so they can't can't call for an ambulance for this kid. Yeah. For the kid, and the kid dies. Hmm. The kid was still alive when the father shows up. And oh, yeah. why? But the only thing I, the only complaint I have is why do these women follow these stupid men? Yeah, That's well, the, 1980s. It was the trope. 
Right? Not just the trope. It's, uh, again, uh, I defer you back to the episode of Millennium Broken World. Because okay. they're socialized to. Yes, I know. Like, there's a whole episode of Millennium about this situation. Okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get it, but it just drives me nuts. Oh no, it's frustrating. Um, but no, I mean, the lighting, and it's so believable. And then Lance Henriksen, but the the tension. Oh my god. Because we just follow, like, because it's interesting, because Lance Henriksen, it's his movie from beginning to end. Yeah. You know, he's the main character. Like the, the six teens who, well not teens, the six college age kids who are there, yeah. right? It's not about, like they are important characters in the movie, obviously, but it doesn't follow them. It's not telling no. their story. It's not their story. They just were the protagonists that managed to set the whole chain of it's Exactly. They, they caused this, but it's not their story. It's all Ed Harley's story. And he, Goes to the witch oh. and asks, you know, to have the oh, power I mean, to get revenge on these teens. Well, and she's no, like, she there's a price. Knows. Oh, she, she already, already knows, of course. I mean, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, he goes, I mean, we're in world, but they didn't tell everybody that the little boy was dead. No, she already knows. Because again. But the grandfather, the grandfather. Yeah. Knew, you know, and didn't want to tell oh. where the woman was. Yep. I mean, let, let's do it a little sequentially because to, to just understand how tight, this is an hour and 24 minutes. And move. it moves. And it moves. It's just the opposite of Jennifer 8. Yeah. This thing, moves, like, doesn't have a slack moment in it. Well, and no. it's cut so tight. Like, so he goes out to the, the, as you say, the grandpa of this family, right, to ask where the witch is. Right, where the witch lives, and he's like, I'm not gonna tell you that. Just go bury your boy. That's just how things are. And yes. he's going to leave, and he offers the guy money, cause you know, everybody needs money. Yeah. And so he goes I to leave. Know. Uh, right? He goes to leave, and then the kid is like, I'll take you for the money. And I'll then, be- and this is how, like, efficient this movie is, and I did like the kid being like, yeah, I'll take you to where you can park and walk in, but I'm not coming with you. <laughs> To the no, witch. no, I'm going to tell you where. I'll tell you where. I ain't coming with you to the witch. Yeah, I'll lead you there. She, gives but... me that. she, she, she scares me. Exactly. And the thing that I love about that is, like, oh. he says, I'll take you, and then it's just a straight cut to them being there, right? Yeah. On <laughs> like, the road. Yeah, they're on the road, and they're here they are pulling up to where the thing is. It's like this movie has no fluff. It has no slack. It just gets right to the point in yeah, every scene. And the kid goes walking back home, mm-hmm. and Lance Henderson takes his drives a little bit further, takes his son, walks into the witch's house. Yep. We'll just oh. call. It. And oh my, the lighting in that! Uh, I that, know it's oh, so gorgeous. Everything is just gorgeous, and she's this old, old, ancient old, woman. Like, yeah. they have the oldest possible old age makeup on her. To the point yeah. where, like, we have to assume she was already old when she summoned the pumpkin head at the start of the movie. 40 years ago. Yeah. So she was already old 40 years ago. Who the hell knows how old she is now, is the yeah. implication. Anyway, and, and he just, you yeah. know, he did, he says, no, this is what I want. She yeah. knew what he wanted, of, of course. Of course, yeah. 
And she says, and he's willing to pay the price. You know, and I'm going, okay, so he's dead. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, th- that is gotta be your, your thought. How he becomes dead is just like. Wow, what a payoff. Yeah. Had you never seen this before? Of course I'd seen it before. I'm okay. just blown away by what a good movie it is. Yeah, okay. Did you do it on the Avon? Uh, no, no, I've just seen this oh. plenty of times. I've seen this plenty of times. I love this movie. Should have. Oh no, this is. We might. We might at some point. But yeah, it's, it's just a great movie. I mean, it's called Pumpkinhead. Can't you do it on Halloween? We, well, no, I mean, that's the thing. It's not really Halloween themed. Well, no, it isn't. It He's isn't just, uh, his graveyard is in a pumpkin. The graveyard where you find him yeah. is in a pumpkin head patch, so they call him Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Uh, he and doesn't really have a pumpkin looking head. You know, and, and the kid, the kid says he doesn't really believe it, right? No. He of hears course. stories and they all, and at the beginning, they're making fun. They're, they're mocking their, their youngest their, daughter. No, it's the, it's the youngest son. Oh, the youngest son, brother. right. Yeah. It's the brother, their, their little brother making fun of him. Yeah. Well, no. Who stole something? Yeah, and say so they say Pumpkinhead's gonna come and get you. Yeah, you know, and they're doing it, and and the and this is why you know that there will be two survivors. Oh yeah. Because they're the ones that are taking pictures, and they're the ones being nice to the kids, and exactly. they're the ones who stop the bullying. So they're allowed to survive to yeah. the end. The other four. Uh-uh. Well, I did like the girl, the one girl who, uh, who, you know, goes, who is, uh, her boyfriend is the brother of the evil guy. Who's the, who's the first one who gets killed? The brother of the evil guy is the first one who gets killed. As he goes to look for his girlfriend who's, you know, wandered off and gone nuts. And I do like the, the little note that because she carries the cross and because she's a Christian, she knows, she instinctively knows that something evil is happening and that only God could stop what's going on here, but God's not here. And it's just an interesting idea that she wears the cross and she does well, on some level is- or another. Why the hell then she hooked up with this guy? I don't well, know. Why now? I mean, maybe he's not like, I mean, his brother's the real problem. He's not a complete dirtbag. Yeah, he's, but he's, but he's backing but he, up. Yeah, he does back up his terrible brother. So yeah. You You're know, right. They, she, she really you know, does need better taste in men. You know, his girlfriend and, and the other one, you know, and they're backing him up. Well, you know, because he's going to end up off. He's already on he's parole. He's already on, well, uh, yeah, he's already on parole for, or at least a suspended sentence from another accident he caused, cause he's a reckless dude. Yeah, so you're right. right. Like, they, they should not be hanging out with this guy. And, and not allowing him to drink and drive and the whole thing, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, it, it's, but it it's is, it is really great when we get the, the callback to the opening where now someone else has gone to, right? Someone else has shown up, uh, to, uh, ask for help, right? To beg for help and to beg, uh, and again, they're being locked away. Oh yeah. Which is, you know, they're, they lock the front doors, but the one kid who recognizes that he's the one who caused this, he's the one who took Ed out there. Yeah. Like he feels some responsibility. Oh, so and, he, and yeah. he also wants to know if it's real. Well, yes, of course. Right? <laughs> that is a big part of it, yes. Because the whole family, the whole family is doing exactly what Ed's family did when he was little. Yeah. Right? And locking they, it away. They they lock everything away, they mm-hmm. lock the animals. The kid says, Well, is is he gonna go after? He said, No. 
he is just going to go. Yeah. After the people that he has been tar- that he targets that are marked. Yeah. And that and now we find that answer in the beginning. If you are marked, he will he will kill you if you stand in his way. Yeah, but he will only go after the people who have been marked uh yes. for him. For him, right? Mm-hmm. The old Borg, I'm for you. Right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway. totally. Yeah. And what happens? I mean, it, it is, it was well executed, but it, it is a really good story. I just. No, it is. Uh, and I mean, and the thing is, uh, and this is what I loved so much about it is like, it all comes from this completely like real place for Ed Harley, the Lance Henriksen character. It's like he uh, sells this grief so completely and him, you know, demanding vengeance and, de- and it's like, Maybe these kids would have gotten away with it. Who knows? Like you, you under, you understand well, he, why he thinks, why he comes to believe that this is his only option. Like he doesn't, it's just really, really fast. I mean, he knows, yeah. you know, his son, if his son hadn't died, he never would have done it, but his son was still alive and dies in his arms. And that's just it, too, exactly. And the, the son says, daddy and that, mm-hmm. and dies and he's oh. just, that's it. It was, I mean, it is really, you don't have time to cry. No, but it is, it is heart-wrenching. Because the, the move is so fast, because then he's loading the kid into the car and going to find his revenge. And then you get the wonderful scene where she sends him out to to dig up Pumpkinhead and tells him where it is. Yeah, tells him where it is and says, bring it back here. There's some things I'm going to have to do to it before it will be of any use to you. Yeah. And, of course, that involves putting Ed's blood in it so that, and you know, so that it will do the thing that Ed wants it to do. And the son's blood. And the son's blood, of course. Yeah. It's and you're not- like, oh, and that's, and that's the key part is what we've been told is that she can't heal your son. You know, she, yeah, all she can do is send him to hell. And you're like, oh my God, did he put the son's soul in that thing? <laughs> is that animated by the soul of his child? <laughs> Cause that's the implication. Based on what the, the, the neighbor said. Yes. Well, he's going to hell, so he'll be in hell with his son. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's bleak. Nobody really, like, when you're watching, no, it is very, very bleak. And she just tells him, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and then the kill, well, so we see the animation, and yeah. then the killing starts. And what we see is Lance Henriksen. And yeah, he witnesses the killing. He he can see it. He can feel it. Yeah. It's like he's doing it mm-hmm. himself. Right? And he can't take it. He can't take the horror of what he's caused. And so he wants to stop it. And but, he goes back to the witch. And yeah. she just tells him, no, it has to run itself out. Mm-hmm. It has to finish its job. Yeah. And, uh, and the key moment is... That he says that it's like, I have to stop it. And she, uh, she's like, points out that the only way for that to happen is for him to die. And he's like, then I'll die. And her line is that it's like, you know, it'll just speed along your fate. Because of course, he was always going to have to die at the end of this. Yeah. Not, not that he really understood that. <laughs> I don't think he understands that. No, he doesn't understand. No, he doesn't. He's gonna go after this. Yeah. This monster. Who, now the kid has taken them 
while all of this is sort of going on, the kid has taken the um, the couple, the one couple who are banging on the door, because yeah. for whatever reason, the one guy get does get away. I can't. Re- oh no, he's of course the the demon is distracted because Lance Hendricks. Yeah, Ed, Ed shows up and shoots him and tries to kill the stop the demon. Yeah, yeah, and it and then it doesn't really work. Oh, of course not. And a shotgun won't kill this thing. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah, and so it gives the the kid a time to take the two nice uh the n- two nice college age people oh. and well, get them so to safety, I- wink. Well nice bike well, I mean literally they were trying to go for help and they had to be locked up in a closet yeah. to stop from helping. Yeah, I think it's safe to call them the nice ones. Well, yes, I know, but but they're still saying it was an accident and I'm just going It was an accident, but well, the guy it- is reckless. Yeah, you are correct it, that the guy's uh, reckless, but it also was an accident. Yeah. You know, and... Um, I'm not saying that the guy deserves sympathy. The guy sucks, but it was an accident. Yeah. No, no, I'm what I'm saying, though, too, right, is that... And, oh, you know, it's just... And then she's, you know, leaning on... They're leaning on that, but they were they were the nice couple. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And as I said, I mean, right from the beginning, you know who's going to die and yeah, who's going to... Of course. We've seen a movie that, before. Yeah, we've seen a horror movie before. But the the question really was what's going to happen to Lance Hendrickson exactly. and how it's playing out. Because, and it paces, it never stops so that you don't have time to even... You're just... He wants to get rid of this guy. He wants to stop the... Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he, once he sees the brutality of it, he has to stop it. So he runs to try and stop it and he finds he can't kill it. And the, yeah, please. No, no, I was going to say, then it goes back because the kid has decided he can take this couple to an old church. Well, because they figure it can't go into the church, which is, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. It might be sacred ground. However, it had been burned out and. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the demon can just walk through it. Yeah. He doesn't have a problem with it. He's looking, he's looking for them and he just keeps coming, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, not going to stop no matter what. No. And it's so, a real Terminator type situation. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens and then, but Lance Henriksen grabs them and puts them all in his house. Yeah. And then he goes to the barn and he figures he could kill it by with fire. He's got his flamethrower and he's like, it's got, something's got to be able to kill this thing. Yeah. The flamethrower they set up at the, they set up at the start of the movie. Cause again, this is a film that is very clean and it sets everything up carefully before it pays it off. Like it's a very well made movie. Oh, it, 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 I was, I was stunned at how well it was. I was really stunned. You didn't know what to expect going into a movie called Pumpkinhead, but it's a very good movie. It's it's extremely good, and yeah. it doesn't have any of the flaws, yeah. other than bad actors. Well, yeah, but that's that's a whole other conversation. Ah, uh, but no. yes, yeah, so Lance Henriksen goes in and he tries to flame it, doesn't do a thing. He tries to shoot, it doesn't do a thing. He gets, th- uh, he tries to just grab it and attack it, and it throws him back, and he ends up stuck on a pitchfork. And we see that him getting impaled on the pitchfork also hurt the pumpkin head demon. Yeah. And that's the key. They have been bound. They are one now. And Lance Hendrickson does figure it out and yeah. leaves. 
and he goes and, and he oh. goes to go get a gun. And kill himself. And kill himself. But it doesn't take. He shoots himself once, not in the head, and it doesn't work, forcing the forcing the girl to finish the job and just shoot him yeah. a bunch. She, and, as you said, just shoot me. Yeah. And, and oh. it, it is, it, I mean, it was so... It's, it's, it's wrenching, the end it, of this it, movie. Yes, the end of this movie is just wrenching. And, and you just... So, the couple and the little boy, mm-hmm. and the big boy, I mean, he's in his teens. Yeah. Um, who wanted to know if it was real. Turns out it was. Turns out it was. I, I hope this has been a satisfying experience for you. Somehow I suspect it was not. No. And then, and how, how it ends. But then, yeah, as you say, we've got one last, like they're safe. But by the way, this is the importance of a genouement. Yeah. This because the-, the movie has one last surprise left to play. Yeah. And it was, it was, and you watched the witch is taking his body and burying him. No, 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 but we don't know what she's burying. That's the thing. We see, uh, the key part is we see the witch out in the woods because when he found pumpkin head, it was buried in the pumpkin patch, grave, pumpkin patch graveyard wrapped in burlap and she's bearing something buried in burlap and we get a close up and it's the pumpkin head demon, except now the pumpkin head demon we see around its neck is the same necklace that he was never going to take off because that's the price you pay. Yes. Your soul is damned and your body is used to become the demon that served you. Yeah. It's, it's a rough ending. Yeah. You're now that you are, you will be the demon for the next, for the next time. Exactly. And it, it is, I mean, it was, it it's was rough. Because, because at that end, right? It's like the use of music. Oh, it's so it, good in this movie. It's so good in this movie, and it's just so quiet at that end mm-hmm. as she's burying. Oh, I know. I, I, I knew it was Lance Henry. Of course. Yeah. I, even before we saw the little thing, but. It's um, such a good moment. Yeah. Back it's such the- a powerful moment. Because but as you say, it's the moon. It. Yep. Oh, no, it's, it's it. all explained. Like, the rules are yeah. clear. Yeah. Because she, what she says is that, well, it's a place because there's, you, you know where whatever it was called now is. Yeah. And, um, Razor, Razor. Razorback. Yeah. Razorback. And she says, there's a pumpkin patch. And he says, well, how am I going to find the body? And she says, you'll know. Yeah. Sure enough, he does. And he digs the body out and brings it back to her. Mm-hmm. And then she does her hoodoo magic. Yeah. And, um, it, it It is, you know, and then you watch her putting him in there for the next time. Yep. Her soul is, as she said, damned. She is the conduit between for people who get... Who, so- you know, who need this this power, this demonic power. She is the conduit for it. And that's all she is anymore. She is the yeah. the witch of the woods who's been there who the hell knows how long. Yeah, forever. It's, exactly. Oh, it's such a creepy ending. Oh, yes, and it's just, and it's... Again, this movie packs a lot into 80 minutes. Because, again, two minutes yeah. of opening credits, four minutes of end credits, this is an 80-minute movie. <laughs> and yeah. it packs a lot into that 80 minutes. It's a clean story. Mm-hmm. We don't spend any time with these couples except to... To um, set things to up. To set things yeah. up. Just 
who are the bad guys and who are the good guys. Mm-hmm. And you have to wonder why the good guys are hanging around. That's a, I mean, we're not gonna, again, that's, that's well, a whole other conversation. I don't blame no, people for having bad friends in college. Everybody had some bad friends in college. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> Everybody well, had some bad friends in college. You're not going to tell me you didn't have some bad friends in college. Depends on which time I went. Yeah, right? there you go. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. All okay. Right. We all no, the thing is, I'm not blaming them for having bad friends. They, t- in every situation, these two tried to do the right thing. Yes. Every time. And, and right and- down to her having to shoot Lance Henriksen a bunch. Yeah. And she didn't was- want to shoot Lance Henriksen a bunch, but she did it. Because she knew, because he told her. Yeah, he told her. She knew it was the only way, and he didn't want to be part of this anymore. And the thing is, is there isn't going to be any blowback on that. Of course not. Because, because everybody in the hollers. They know what happened. They know that this is, this is the thing that you just have to, as you say, you have to let it play out. Yeah. Like once the pumpkin head has been called, once this thing has started, you just step back until it's done. Yes. And people are marked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and of course this nice couple is, they're, they're going, they're going, well, why won't anybody let us in? And the kid says, well, you're marked. Yep. You know, and they don't, they still don't want to understand him. They can't wrap their head around that idea. The idea that no, you're marked and he will mm-hmm. not stop until you're dead. Yep. You know, and, um, they and- can't believe it. They want to run to the car park. He said, that's no good. It's not going to help anything. They get to the car park. Mm-hmm. All the cars have been overturned except for one motorcycle. Yep. And so he gets on that. Well, yeah, okay. There's that's not going to help. That's not going to help. You're just no. being naive at this point. Yeah. Well, yes, but they don't have any time either. No, they don't have time to think. Like, all of the characters. Right? It's, it's interesting because it this movie yeah. happens over such a tight timeline. Like, yeah. no one has the chance to stop and make a good decision because no, they are just constantly under threat. Yeah, his son is, because they've, they've gone back, they've gone to the cabin, but his, his son is dead. His son mm-hmm. dies almost right away. Right they, away. He bear, he brings the, you know, brings it to them at sunset. He brings them, beautiful shot, by the way, of him getting there with his son's body at sunset. Yeah. One of the I, many just gorgeous oh. shots in this movie. This, that, it's, it's a good looking movie. It is, you know, it's that orangey red. Yep. So often it mm-hmm. is, you know, it was a stunner. I mean, it, and the, that, that shot of her hair around, like from the back, yep. right? And her mm-hmm. hair with the fire behind it. I know. There, right? Oh, so before gorgeous. You, before you see her face. Yep. Right? That is all, all, all wrinkled. Mm-hmm. That is wrinkled beyond anything you can imagine. Because yeah, again, yeah. she's supposed to be older than you can really understand. Yeah. yeah. Like, she is an, uh, she is an ancient part of the hauler. Yeah. Yep. It's, oh, it's such a good movie. Such a good ending. And so, fun fact about this movie. It was made by Stan Winston, the special effects guru. Who, among other things, created the Terminator. Ah. Yeah. Lance, uh, how he knew Lance Henriksen, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I mean, he also did Aliens. Like, he did a lot of stuff. I mean, it's Stan Winston. He did a huge amount of stuff. Like, he is, uh, he's a special effects icon. And he didn't direct many movies. He made this, he made a children's movie, and he made, like, a short film for Michael, for one of Michael Jackson's albums. And, like, uh, like, one of those, you know how, like, sometimes people would make super long versions of videos as short films? Well, he did one of those for Michael Jackson. Uh, but yeah, I know well, that's another conversation, but yeah, it's like, this is his only, even though he was a genre guy and he worked on plenty of horror movies, this is the only time he sat down and said, I'm going to direct a horror movie. Wow. And I don't know what it was that made him think that this is the story he wants to tell, but this is the story he wanted to tell. Well, well I mean, it is, it is, um, it, it's a good story. Oh, it's it, fantastic. It has its. It it is tight. It is mm-hmm. takes place over probably twenty four hours. Oh, less than. I mean, he wakes. I mean, because uh, she's burying Ed's body before dawn. Because <laughs> it starts at dawn with him and his son, and he's yeah. he's going back into the the pumpkin patch before the sun comes up. So yeah, it, the whole thing takes place over less than twenty four hours. I'd say. Yeah, and 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 it it is tight, and it is a story about. Carelessness. Mm-hmm. It is a story of evil. It is a story about revenge, and and the price you have to pay to exact it. Yep, that the price of revenge is your soul. There you go. Yeah, that's. I mean, it has one clear message, and it's right there. Yeah, and 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 I I shouldn't even complain about about the six the six college kids because mm-hmm. they were just um, they were necessary. For this stuff, but I could not believe it when they killed the little boy. But then again, I'm going. What else could have motiv- motivated him? Yeah, exactly. I know. Like initially, I'm going. Oh well, don't tell me the dog gets killed, and then I'm going. No, no, it's no, be- it's got to be that little but boy. No, no, it can't be. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so hard because he's he was such an endearing little child. I know. And him and his dog, you know, and it was just so hard yeah. and all in the beginning. And then all of a sudden I'm looking at the time clock and I'm going, oh, shit. I know. You know, I mean, it's just the pacing, everything. There isn't a missed minute. They don't dwell too long on the murders. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I mean, that that's the thing. It's, it is a, it, it is a very much a fantasy picture and a fantasy horror picture. Like, it's not interested in the gore. It's interested no. in the horrific situation. Uh, fun fact about the movie. I just looked this up because I thought this was the case. He literally, like the producers, sent him, sent Stan Winston the thing. So it's like, what would you do with this creature? And he's like, well, what I want to do is direct this movie. <laughs> He's just so taken by it, so well, taken yeah. by the story. And then he went and he rewrote it a bunch. And the thing that he wanted to add was the more mystical element and make it so there's not just like someone who can tell you about this. His idea was to bring this extra level of there being a curse around it and making the the old witch, like, again, a creature of darkness, yeah, which wasn't there in the script they brought him. Like, that was his whole idea. He wanted this extra mythic level to it, which I think is what you really respond to when you watch this movie. 
Yeah. Like that there's this sure. extra level to it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. Like it really is. Like I was, I was shocked. I mean, I'm how not good big, this movie is. I'm not a big fan of all of these. Horror you don't jokes. watch a lot of horror movies. It's no. just, that's just how you are. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched them. I've watched all the scream ones. Of course. You know, one has to watch all the scream oh, yeah. ones. No. I, Come on. They're delightful. Uh, and um, yes, but that, that's the problem. Is mm-hmm. that, you know, like the, that opening sequence in the first screen with oh, her. No. Nothing ever, ever is ever going to reach that. No. Ever reaches that in the subsequent. It really is an iconic sequence. Yeah. Um, no matter how hard they try, they're not going to beat that. But, you know, they built a whole franchise on that one scene. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I've watched, um, you know, I mean, I've watched the, the, the Alfred Hitchcock horror thing. Of course. But yeah, some like of are, some of them are very, very stressful as well. Oh, yeah. Um, birds. Oh, God. Birds, birds is very intense. Oh, geez, you know, and that stuff really you can't make again because there's no way that it's the okay you know what is so attractive about this one too it got does go it uses modern technology it yeah. used everything else that it had in this would be the 80s this was 88 88 yeah okay right it uses all of that right but it has an economy mm-hmm. uh that, that say Hitchcock had. Yeah, you, absolutely. Oh, it is the economy of the story. I mean, later Hitchcock, forget it. But when you go back to some of those early ones, right? The pacing, it's tight. It, it never lets you off the hook. Um, yeah, not for a second. Almost, it, and, and it was terrifying. The jump scares. Oh, I know. I'm sitting there going, I don't need this. <laughs> I can just see myself in the theater watching this. Yeah. Because I don't think I, I've seen too many other, other than, um, Swamp Thing. Yeah. But that was, oh God, anyway. You um, wanna, uh, do you want to hear something that is slightly delightful? Okay. The little girl of the redneck family? Yes. Miam Bialik in her first movie role. Oh, you're kidding! Yeah. Don't, completely unrecognizable, of course. Yes. As a small child, but yeah, that's, that's her in her first movie role. She'd been on television before, but that was the first movie she was ever in. Pumpkinhead. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Before she became Blossom. Exactly. Before Blossom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie is, it really is special. And it's one and of those things that it's like, no, you don't want to miss this one. Like, you don't want to sleep yeah. on this one. No, no. I mean, I, I would actually recommend this if somebody asked me for a horror. Go watch Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Just, just go watch Pumpkinhead. Yep. Um, because this is. It's that right, good. And, yeah. but as you say, it's very judicious in its horror where it really is safe for almost anybody to watch. Like if you're a little squeamish, if you're anything, like you're going to have a good time with this movie. It's a really good movie. And you're going to walk away from it just having been emotionally hit by it. Well, let me put it this way. It has the stress level of Terminator. Oh, absolutely. That's There's clearly what he was going for. Yeah. there It is the same, but it's not a Terminator. It's not an alien. No, it is just a man who lost his son. Mm-hmm. 
and has, well, I mean, of course, the metaphor for his own personal rage. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly he realizes, okay, his rage is feeding all of this. Yeah, and he's just and like, he sees the horror at what he's become. Yeah. He sees in Pumpkinhead the horror at what he's become, and there's only one way to stop it, and that's to end himself. Like, it's, yeah. it's just good. It is, it is, it is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So yeah, like just, just a classic. Yeah. So I, I can't believe that I'm saying. I <laughs> that this is, yeah, that I to, uh, it's going to be weird because next time we're going to watch, um, obviously aliens between season two and three. So we yeah. can talk about Bishop and what a wonderful creation he is. And yeah. then who the hell knows what the second movie we'll watch that time is. I feel like it's going to be hard target or a uh, stone cold, but that's a conversation we yeah, can have okay. later. That, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to accept pumpkin head. Pumpkin, yeah, Pumpkinhead was so good, you're willing to put up with having to rewatch Hard Target. <laughs> but this was, no, I mean, and Lance Henriksen is, you know, for whatever reason, yeah, you know, he, he is, he is so good. Mm-hmm. And he can, he, I mean, this is, so is this, this is the guy who's playing Millennium. Because he's young here. He looks a lot younger here. Yeah. He almost, in Millennium, looks too... He he really looks as if he's 25 years older than... Than he actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. He really does. So, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. So, he aged early, you know. (laughs) He did, right? Yeah, I don't think... I, I don't think that's makeup, I think. Well, it's just a tendency, you know, such... Aging, the aging process is really weird. The lack of collagen, which is what causes wrinkles and things. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. This was, this was. We're not here to talk about Lance Henriksen's age. The fact is the man didn't get started as an actor until he was 40. So he was always going to be older. He was always going to be older in his performances, but this really is a magnificent film. And if you haven't seen it, I know we've talked through the whole plot, but just moment to moment, it is a beautiful film to watch. And yeah. it is an intense experience. And even if you've seen it, it's something you can suggest other people watch too, because it is really that good. Yeah. All right. It's just you need to watch. Yeah. To watch it. The stress level. It's like Terminator. The stress level. It really level is. Is um. Yeah. It it is hard. I didn't I didn't let you guys watch Terminator because of the stress level, right? <laughs> yeah. Ralph and I watched it first and went, uh, no, you guys are going to have to wait a few years before you watch I this. Know. I I wasn't making the Swamp Thing mistake again. Yep. Um, and, uh, or, or the, or the, um, uh, blah, 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 um Transformers. Oh, Transformers. Yeah, but no, that was a children, that was advertised to children. No one, like, n- no one could have, uh, uh, that, that's not on you. Like, Swamp Thing's on you. That's an R-rated movie. That one's your fault. But a whole generation was lied to by the advertising for Transformers the movie. Like, a whole generation was traumatized by Transformers the movie. Like, that one's not your fault at all. That one's no, entirely on them. And it's not your father's fault, because no. he, he, 
Do you mind if I leave the kids at the Transformers movie? How could you possibly think it wasn't okay to go see a Transformers movie? Who could possibly think that? And a whole generation was traumatized. And then the funny part is, you listen to the, um, uh, you, you listen to the, the people who wrote her like, we didn't understand the issue. We were just, we were getting rid of the old toy line so we could see the new toys next year. Sell the new toys next year. No, that is not, that is not what you did to us. No, and it's funny because when oh. I, sometimes when I'm talking, like when I, doing different things, you know, when I'm yeah. teaching, right? And we talk about trauma, trauma and things like that. Yeah. Right? People bring up Transformers. The movie, yeah. You know, and I will tell you that there's a whole generation, yes, like you, like people will, your age. Shell-shocked. Well, I, I, and when I, they're going, ah, blah, blah, blah. I said, did you, you know, when I'm talking about impact of trauma and stuff. Okay, so who watched the uh, Transformers? The Transformers movie. (laughs) When they were. uh, When they were like six years old. And people are like. Old or 12 years old or. And they're like, and they're all like, I'm still haunted by it. And it's like, yeah. And that was just watching Optimus Prime get killed. Yeah. So imagine now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it took a year. You walked out of that. Nobody would, you and your brother wouldn't talk about it. Of course not, because it was so traumatic. It took ages. This is why you need therapists to get kids to talk about this stuff. I know. There, honestly, there should have been therapists waiting outside of every screening of Transformers the movie. We would have a much more emotionally stable generation. I was talking about, right, like I was teaching death and afterlife. Yeah. And that's when I brought I brought it up because those kids were all your ages. Yeah. And and I I brought it sort of up. That was the first time I really brought it up because it was appropriate for death and afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it was um but it was only because you had I guess in your teens, maybe after you started seeing the therapist. Yeah. You brought you you said brought it up. No, they killed off Optimus Prime. I said, hey, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> you never saw the movie. No, I never saw the movie, and yeah. I got the DVD. Well, I VHS I or something, VHS, whatever. And yeah. I watched it, and my jaw dropped. Yeah, the opening of that movie is is rough. It it's is, brutal. It's Just go watch it. Yeah, it is. It is brutal, and then you think all of these kids. Who'd been watching the Transformers in the morning before, while they were yeah. having breakfast before they went to school. Cool. And now they, they now live in a world where this can happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was an intense experience. All right. So, uh, that was trauma and that was Pumpkinhead. Uh, seriously though, Pumpkinhead. And by the way, I just looked this up. Here's how into the character, like how important Lance Henriksen was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's like, um, not only did he do all of the costuming himself, like he figured out this guy's costume, but he's like, no, he's got to pay this old woman with a bag of silver coins. So he essentially drove around for two days, going to every pawn shop he could, trying to find old silver dollars so he could pay with a bag of coin- silver coins. And because that's the mythic level on which this has to be happening. 
If you're paying the devil, you have to pay in silver because that's what Judas got paid with. Yeah. And he's like, that's how much thought Lance Henriksen put into this. And as he's going, and as he tells her, this is all I've got. Everything. Mm -hmm. And really, he's offering his soul. Yeah. (laughs) Such a good movie. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's a Lance Henriksen movie you'd like us to watch between seasons two and three, uh, so she doesn't have to watch either Stone Cold or Hard Target, uh, drop us on profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you have any, uh, oh yes, if you're listening to this on an app or podcatcher, please be sure to rate and review it. That's how people find out about the show. We'll see you back here, uh, for, uh, le- for Millennium Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2, which is the second part of the two-parter, and then Beware of Dog. Uh, so that should be a blast. We'll be back here with that next week. But until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. 